0: I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And traveling across the country over the past six months. I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for
1: president effective today.
2: Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening?
3: All of me hurts. All of me. Everything hurts. I was biking physically. Why? Phys- why? why? Uh, oh yeah, I was... no, I saw
2: on Twitter, but, but for the yeah. people who
3: didn't see on Twitter, why? <laughs> I was on my way to physical therapy. I had my collarbone surgery about, I don't know what, 10 weeks ago. Give or take, and that's that's going fine. Um, on my way to physical therapy, and the streets are all torn up for construction, but they they've like painted a temporary bike lane because there's normally a permanent bike lane on the street. And I'm riding along, and there there's like you know every couple hundred feet or so, there's like a like a construction sawhorse or or barrel, you know, yeah. or, or cone. Um, but they're all placed kind of like between the bike lane and the car lane, kind of just randomly here and there, you know, for whatever reason. And I'm, I'm literally like less than a hundred feet from my physical therapy office. And my bike just drops out from under me because in the middle of the bike lane, it was the entire width of the bike lane was a, uh, like four feet wide pit of freshly poured wet cement. <laughs> Jesus and I don't know if you've ever ridden a bike into wet cement that's a foot deep, but your wheel's gonna go down into it and come to a dead stop very quickly. Like, instant dead stop. I can
2: imagine, yeah. Which, I which, I go over the fucking handlebars. The body. Yeah.
3: No, yeah. So I, f- I flip over the handlebars, bike comes crashing out on top of me. Almost just like my crash I had back in March, only at least this time I landed on flat asphalt, instead of a corrugated metal grate, which sliced my head open and shattered my collarbone. And I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me. Like the, the fucking barrel in the saw should have been in front of the wet cement. So people riding down the, the, the still marked bike lane wouldn't ride into it to their fucking doom. And so just like fucking tore my leg all up. I've got three huge gashes on my leg, tore a hole in my jeans uh you know my wheel was you know coated with fucking wet cement about eight inches up that's how far it sunk in i picked my bike up set it up against a lamppost girl walking by asked if i'm okay i said no <laughs> uh i immediately went and grabbed the sawhorse and the barrel and dragged them over so it would actually block this wet cement and no one else would fucking fall to their doom and I, you know, I like limp into my physical therapist's office, and I, she, she's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Not good." It's <laughs> like, "Why? What happened?" I'm like, "I just crashed my fucking bike again <laughs> due to the construction."
2: It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I just like what, what this fucking year. What the? So you know, like the first? But you thing, didn't you didn't land on your bad collarbone? No, 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 no. I so I landed on my knee and both palms of my hands because I didn't oh, okay. Like I, I, you had time to kind of brace yourself. It, it flipped me straight over the handlebars, as opposed to when I hit that that metal grate back in March. It like jackknifed the wheel because it wasn't a smooth surface, and it like pitched me sideways. That's why I landed it on my shoulder first and then my head, like boom, boom, one after another. Right, uh, and, and really had no time to to react. Whereas this was very quick, like it was just very unexpected. It wasn't like oh shit, I think I'm gonna fall, and then I fell. It was like just. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, if you're riding along and, you know, just like the bottom of the street just collapsed out from under you, which is exactly what happens when you ride into a foot deep of wet cement. <laughs> um, and we're not talking like, you know, you're like, oh, I write my name in the wet cement. I'm like, they just poured it like seconds ago. <laughs> uh, and there was weren't any workers around either. That was, wasn't was like I was looking out for like, oh, they're, I can see them pouring cement. I better go around. It was like it looked like it was dried black Asphalt is what it looked like, but it wasn't. It was brand new, very wet cement, which looks much darker than than when it dries. Yeah, I, I, I was so pissed. I was so fucking pissed. I was just like, "Ah!" <laughs> uh. So I go in there. My physical therapist, young attractive woman that she is, once um, she realizes that I'm very injured, she's like. I need to do first aid on you cause you're bleeding <laughs> and <laughs> I'm trying, I got like a brand new pair of jeans on too. And they got a hole in them, but because they're still brand new, they're like, I can't roll my pant leg up past my knee. So as, as she's like putting, um, you know, whatever, she- whatever she's like putting on my knee and rubbing into the fucking open wounds, it like, she's touching it and it starts hurting further and further up. She's like, uh, I think you're gonna have to go take your pants off. Uh, and I was like, all right. <laughs> no, I, I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna go take my pants off. So I, I I get them all the way off. And I've got I realized like the gash on my leg, there's like three different ones and they go up, you know, about, uh, I'd say like six inches above my knee. So I Go to the door. This is like a little, you know, employee room. And I, I open the door and I'm like, hey, y- you got to come look and see and everything. And she's like, "Uh, you know, she comes in there and I have my pants off and I'm like, okay, this is just this is p- purely medical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But she she looks at it. She's like, I think you should go to urgent care, honestly, because it looks really oh, bad. Shit. And I'm like, you know, I know it's not broken or anything. I Like, I really don't want to go to urgent care right now because I don't even know where to get to it. I just want to do my physical therapy and go the fuck home. She's like, okay, that's a choice. So we did, but you know, I knew that like the next day, today, I was going to feel way fucking worse. Like I just, I just knew it. <laughs> like right. anytime you get thrown to the ground while moving, moving it. I wasn't even going that fast. I was going maybe 10, 12 miles an hour. But that's about as fast as you can run. So just imagine running as fast as you can, and somebody trips you, and you fall onto the fucking concrete. You're not going to feel good the next day. <laughs> So I am not I'm not just limping around in my apartment today. I am like hobbling. Like I cannot put any weight on my left leg. I I've been walking around while holding on to the top of or you know like my thigh just above my knee in case it like pain spikes and my leg buckles so I don't fall down. Right. <laughs> brutal. Um, fucking brutal. It, it my like my head's fine, torso's fine, everything's fine there but like all of my arms and legs I can't do anything <laughs> like <laughs> I already canceled a, an appointment with my surgeon for tomorrow. Cause I'm just like, there's no fucking way I'm getting there. I'm not, I'm just not. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't think I've do you ever think had it's just bruised though. It's not like it's very, uh, I got to switch positions here. It's very bruised and very swollen, but it's, it's right on the side of my knee where your body, there's not a lot of tissue to swell up in the first place, but I can feel it. Like I can feel there's a fucking lump there. And you know, I've got these three long gouges in my leg. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm just, you know, this girl stopped. She's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, no. Yeah. But you're never going to believe this. So I was just on my way to physical therapy because I <laughs> broke my collarbone in a bike accident back in March. Oh my God. Ugh. But I couldn't believe Cause like if anyone else had ridden by before me, they were the same exact thing when it happened to that. So they must've like just poured it within a couple minutes ago. Cause this is like one of the busiest uh streets for bikes in the whole city, Milwaukee Avenue. Um So either someone else like, you know, had come by and saw it and went around it and then didn't think to move the barrel over for the next person that didn't notice it. Right. I mean, you couldn't, if, if you looked at it, you wouldn't, I mean, it's not like I wasn't looking at what was in front of me. I was looking very carefully because there's, you know, construction barrels and cars and everything like I was you know and getting ready you know I was getting ready to pull off the street anyhow so I was looking for a spot to pull off like I was very aware of what was in front of me and I was you know convinced that that was dried black asphalt not very fresh very wet uh concrete and yeah to my detriment (laughs) Uh, but yeah my physical therapist was like yeah you should see the city I'm like yeah it is, I'm, I don't feel like going through 18 months of fucking Yeah I was just, to just it. said it seems like way more trouble than it's worth if, but if I was seriously injured then yeah I would contact a bicycle injury attorney there's a couple of those kind of things uh in every yeah. city um but yeah I, I actually I didn't I I contact, well, I tweeted my or I, uh DM my tweet to a bicycle attorney just to be like, "Hey, heads up, like you should know that this happened" <laughs> just because I know they're like advocates also. So. Right. Uh yeah, fuck. Brutal, man. Well, I know. I know. No more endos <sighs> for me. <laughs> I'm I'm done crashing for a long time. No, no, for sure. All right. Well, speaking of brutal,
2: um we should probably get into the the kind of news of, of the last uh week and a half or so since we recorded last uh in in Israel and Palestine uh because it's it's pretty much continued as as we expected it to in the same vein that it that it's been you know that it's been happening in where where it's just a complete fucking bombardment of Gaza and, and the Palestinians uh, to the, to the raucous applause of literally every major American politician, <laughs> literally all, but like one or two major American politicians, you know, who we'll mention, but um, it, it it's just, it's, it's fucking insane i mean it's it's the one silver lining is that you is that like Zelensky's like really like has to twerk for his money now like the the (laughs) one funny thing that's come out of this is he's basically just begging for fucking credit like he's he's, he's the
3: thing he just said he was like
2: look if you don't have the money just you know just please give
3: us credit and we will pay you
2: back like he literally was like give us credit we'll pay you back like it's yeah, it, it you know, it's it's very much the I don't I don't want to play with you anymore fucking meme, you know, with <laughs> yeah. with with the Ukraine. <laughs> right. Uh, cuz we found our new fucking, you know, uh bullshit proxy war to fight. Um but you know, it, it's pretty much continued uh unabated. I don't even know what where we're at with the numbers now, but it's into the it's about 11,000, 11,000.
3: Yeah. yeah, and and I've predicted this on repeated episodes that it's not going to stop till they hit 20 to 25,000 that's yeah that's i think late. that's there's an agreed to limit and Israel's only halfway there yeah. right
2: hopefully we i mean hopefully that's the agreed to limit hopefully it's not work i mean you never fucking like that the thing is like you can you, they, they there's a definite like them smelling blood in the water moment because there are fucking fanatical like generals and lunatics in israel who want to just push it all the way to the end like this is in their minds their chance to wipe out two million gazans two million palestinians like that's and i'm not saying that that's going to be allowed to happen but i think there are certainly people if with like all the restrictions taken off would 100 percent push for that and and that would be that's their you know that's the end goal so
3: but it's i mean it's so it's so fucking weird when you listen to the state department because like Sometimes they just say things that are completely false. but Then other times they they have to kind of take this, you know, we're 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 a neutral party attitude, even though they're completely <laughs> funding one side. Uh, Blinken said that you know once once the conflict is over, so implying that like yes this, we're not going to let this go on forever. Um, but then they also pretend like well we have no control over it. It's like yeah you do. You just you, you know there is a red line that you can f- simply say it stops now because you're funding all of it, right? But he, he said, you know, once the conflict ends, we we can't allow Hamas to be in control of the Gaza Strip, but we also can't let Israel be in control of the Gaza Strip. Like, really? You've been letting them control <laughs> the Gaza Strip for the last 16 years? <laughs> like, that's... It's just... It's, it's yeah, preposterous. The, it's the, fucking the, preposterous. The, but he, he, he relies on this notion that Americans are p- completely ignorant of what's been going on there for generations you know like it's again it's like t- the entire history of ukraine and russia started in you know february of 2022 in the minds of, of americans they have right. no, no and they, what's been happening prior they have no concept of the fact and i was actually
2: almost screaming at somebody about this you know earlier this week um the the fact that that palestine is an open air prison that gaza is an open air prison and they're like yeah but they have these tunnels where they you know they 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 funnel their supplies in you know through the through through Egypt and through these other countries i'm like yeah how many fucking free countries do you know that need to funnel fucking essential supplies and weaponry in through tunnels you know you, you know who funnels things in through tunnels fucking prisoners that's the only people uh that i know of like, that did, need to did, use... did
3: you did you see that movie with tim robbins because that the, <laughs> the, the, the tunnel's kind of like the climax of the movie hey you know when you don't <laughs> need tunnels when you're not locked
2: inside of a fucking prison that's the only reason you need a fucking tunnel i mean what it's just this is such common sense fucking 101 shit and i just don't understand why we still have to hold people's hands on this where it's just like i uh, I, you know, it, I, there's just it's just fucking so infuriating and depressing because I see no positive resolution out of this. I mean, obviously, you know, for whatever it's worth, obviously the I would say the younger generation in general in this country is 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 kind of aware that this thing is is a bunch of bullshit. But what fucking good does that do us? Like, when, I, when is when it, is the when it, is the it, will it of doesn't. the people ever mattered mattered when, when to has, foreign
3: policy ever? When, when has young people being, you know, the the bleeding edge of, you know, the change of movement ever changed anything? <laughs> it's, no, it's like it, it was the young people who were opposed to Viet- not the Vietnam War. That didn't change anything. No, you know? it dragged on until it couldn't drag on
2: anymore. It did that. That thing, it petered out. It certainly didn't stop because of protests. It just fucking petered out, you know? <laughs> Right. due to just politics it, it's and- just
3: like oh the kids of today will never be like their parents were it's still just it's always gonna happen that's <laughs> nothing that's not gonna change but yeah it's it's just it's the thing that's different about this one is is you know the the conflict is so much more intense um and you know at least as far as what most people are aware of Hamas started it this time whereas most other times, Israel just goes fucking crazy out of nowhere, and it's you and know, it gets zero coverage whatsoever.
0: So people well, aren't it, even aware it, you of know, those. In two
3: thousand four, got coverage. In two thousand six, it, it always gets coverage. It's it, just it usually not the
2: right. Co- I mean, I would argue not the right kind of coverage. It gets very cursory, like
3: you know. Oh, you remember when they invaded Lebanon? And in, what was that? Two thousand eleven. That that got a ton of coverage because it was just they just straight up invaded another country, right? And <laughs> yeah, and well, because again, they they recognized fucking Lebanon. As a legitimate country, even though we don't recognize Palestine as a legitimate country um, in the West. But it's I mean, the difference is just how how bloodthirsty and just nakedly open Zionists are right now. Um, This this headline, Israeli doctors urge the bombing of Gaza hospitals. And this was this headline was tweeted out by Jewish Voice for Peace. So, not a fringe organization by any means. JVPs, like pretty much at the forefront of, um, you know, of, of Jewish groups that are opposed to the genocide yep. and apartheid. Says so this letter signed by doctors who urge the bombing of hospitals in Gaza has been widely circulated in Israeli media, not as a horrifying admission, but as, or but with the intent to galvanize support for the Israeli government's genocidal campaign. So imagine being a doctor in Israel, and you know the value of a hospital, because it's where people that are injured and sick get help to survive. And then with that knowledge, you go, that's exactly why we should bomb the hospitals in Gaza, so that the rest of the people that we kill can't go to the doctor to, you know, have a gaping wound from a fucking bomb we dropped on them fixed. They can't go to have their leg uh amputated so the rest of their body doesn't die that we we are doctors who want to destroy the hospital infrastructure of these people that's how much they hate them right because we're fucking
2: bloodthirsty maniacs and brainwash maniacs first uh before we're actually doctors like the the whole concept of being a doctor is that you know you take the hippocratic oath like that's your that's your passion is to actually help people and to do no harm but that's uh I Just couldn't not think of anything more counter to that. I mean, um, unless you happen to live in a country where conscription is mandatory and all of your uh, young adult males go on to kill a bunch of fucking Palestinians and ta- and, be, and be taught to view them as uh, inhuman animals. I you mean, know?
3: C- could you imagine a bunch of U.S. combat medics saying, "No, I refuse to treat you know uh, uh, somebody if they are not a U.S. soldier if they're if they're one of the enemies." And they're captured and they're injured. I refuse to treat them like that. You couldn't do that. (laughs) No, (laughs) like 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 you would you would be even our maniacs wouldn't do that, right? Like like, even even the fucking maniacs assigned to be doctors in our military, like they would be dishonorably discharged if they refused to treat somebody. Like that's just like even our fucking horrifying imperialist military has at least that standard. There's some yeah, it's just just the there's some basic scruples
2: that you know that fucking. Like that line in uh in uh Gross Point Blank where where they where she to give him like a, a greenpeace boat
3: to blow up and he's like oh come on I have scruples little aside there because you mentioned uh, Gross Point Blank I went and saw The Killer in oh theater. yeah 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 I didn't want to wait till it comes out on Netflix on uh, this Friday the tenth two days yep uh, and I hadn't seen a Fincher film in the theater uh, since Panic Room like 20 fucking years ago like little Jody really? foster and yeah, i just his movies come out with so little fanfare that a lot of times i'd be like oh that that's already <laughs> oh, that was the thing i didn't know if venture movie was coming out when it, like i didn't even know about the social network until i was gonna like,
2: say, I think i saw social network in the theater
3: yeah i just i hadn't i don't really follow like you know upcoming projects that much yeah, i just yeah. like to be like oh that's coming out All right, go see that um Some surprise but he you know it was like oh it's like and I told you about it ahead of time. You're like, I thought that was only Netflix. I'm like, ah, but it's also played in select theaters. And I live well, in a city. You have to do that to make it Oscars <laughs> eligible. It has to at least play in a theater for a week. Of course, of course. But I, I, you know, one of the reasons I like living in the big city is that. I get to live, I, you know, I'm two miles away from one of those select theaters. <laughs> right. Right. Cause those movies play in like, you know, a
2: couple major sit, like, do you like, I probably couldn't have gone to see that this weekend. Like it's, it's tough right. to right. find movies like that, that get that limited and, release. And, and Chicago, sometimes it limited.
3: Like, yeah. Sometimes it limited releases only like New York, LA and Chicago. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. <laughs> right. Yep. hundred um, percent. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Fast better is amazing. Um, It was people. It's it's funny though because like the biggest complaint that I'm seeing that YouTubers are are sort of uh, putting out there that they largely don't agree with, but they're they're saying this is the biggest complaint is that people didn't like that the movie is almost completely just about him killing people. Hmm. Uh, The movie's called The Killer. I was gonna say it's kind of comes with the title. Um, What what threw you off there? (laughs) Where where did you think there was something else going on here? Is it like funny or is it like super serious? Uh it's super serious, but there's some a couple of really funny, extremely dark humor lines in the movie. Okay. Um and when they hit, they really hit. Like there okay. there's no attempt at humor that doesn't work. It's very sparse. There's maybe four or five extremely funny moments. Right. <sighs> and it 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 definitely you're just like, this is so fucking crazy, this is so absurd. But you know, it's Fincher. So it, there's he, he's very patient, he's very methodical. Everything you're seeing, like even when there seems like there's nothing going on there's so many things going on you know the the first scene is like 15 20 minutes of you know that this assassin is just waiting for his target to show up right and you think that'd be boring but it's venture so it's a riveting
2: right you know it's,
3: it's even when michael fassbender has no lines of dialogue and he has a blank expression on his face he's still doing like 10 different things with what he's acting I, doing
2: i've only know? seen two direct and, and i'm sure there are more but just in my off the top of my head the only two directors i know who can make that interesting just like just mundane fucking you know uh everyday tasks are fincher and tarantino i think tarantino is like the best at it but just 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 you know you could you could watch fucking brad pitt in in once upon a time in hollywood for 20 minutes like making a fucking gross looking box mac and
3: cheese and yeah i i I want to see i want to see like dog
2: food cans. i
3: want to see the 25 minute uh director's cut version of of him making dinner in the dog food scene like just, yeah no seriously i, I want to see every single detail of that's on the shelf of that trailer or making um, him fucking you know the the margarita or whatever it is in the
2: blender for like to 5 minutes like you know right just...
3: right and 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 nolan can't do that cuz nolan is is convinced that he has to have a a cut oh, and an edit every 1.5 seconds of his movie like yep. I, I mean I loved Oppenheimer. It was great, but it feels like a three-hour-long trailer for another movie. And that's and that's like
2: the one thing about Nolan movies. And I love a lot of Nolan movies. You know, Interstellar, especially. Yeah, uh, but he's just very, yeah, like you say, he's very reliant on quick cuts. It, 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 it uh, there's an element of take you out of the moment to that because it, it, the cut. In an ideal world, and obviously everything's different, movie cuts should be invisible. Like in, in terms of, like you shouldn't, your right. brain shouldn't recognize that that you're watching something that was cut together. And, if, if that <sighs> and, happens, and I know
3: that, that I know that part of it's COVID, and because of that, a lot of scenes are cut together to make it look like two actors are in the sure, same room yeah. together, and they're not. But like I, that is the death of cinema, right there. Yeah. Like if you. You know, I know that like different actors have different schedules, but like if you if you don't ever see the same two people in the same oh, shot, no, that,
2: you can't you can't. Do that. You
3: know, it's it's fucking it's Happy and and Spider Man at the cemetery. You know, it's
2: like, <laughs> which, why was... which
3: inexplicably they
2: they CGI the cemetery rather than just go to a oh, fucking they, field and right. put a tombstone? They CGI'd it because they weren't in the same frame together. Is
3: is the reason? Well, but
2: they CGI'd it. But they also see they they couldn't even like bring fucking Tom Holland to a cemetery or even to
3: like a fucking grassy field and then CGI'd happy and they CGI'd every element of it. We got the volume. That's all you need. So anyway, the killer is great. Um, I I, people are like, well, is it Fincher's best film or is it? It's like who who cares? It's fucking great. It's a great. It's a perfect two hours. Right. It's a perfect two hour film. It feels longer because there's so much that's actually going on. Um, And and for such a simple story, that's fucking great. Like you're just, you're you're riveted the whole time. The pacing's great. It speeds up. It slows down. It knows when to breathe. Uh, Nolan never knows when to slow down and let it breathe. Um, Probably the, the masterclass in knowing when to have a high energy, high octane movie and knowing when to pause and slow it down for a chance to breathe is fucking, um, What's his name? Richard. Miller, who did? Uh, oh, the, George Miller. And, yeah, George Miller, uh, especially with the last one, Mad Max: Fury Road. Right, where he like absolute crazy
2: person. yes. always
3: always knew when to slow it down and take a breather, so it didn't feel monotonous and he didn't get numb to it. Right. Um, funny funny story. I did I did a deep dive on on all the production hell that movie had. Um, on top of their, I think eight or nine month shoot they didn't even have the beginning or ending of the movie written yet. So <laughs> yeah. And originally they were going to shoot in Australia, um, but their dry barren dystopian wasteland got uh, torrential rains to the point where it exploded with wildflowers for the whole summer. And they put off production for the whole summer and they couldn't go any further. So they shipped all 150 vehicles they built from scratch to Africa to shoot there. Um, but then war broke out. So they had to ship everything back to Australia and shoot there. After all, <laughs> it's just, imagine oh. this is why. Like when you, when you see a movie and it's like, oh, like why don't why don't more amazing movies get made? It's like because of shit like this. It's really fucking hard to make a movie. It's like just, people- even even with three you know amazing films in the tank getting right. this fourth one made was a fucking nightmare <laughs> right know? and like
2: yeah and that's the only reason he could because he had that track record like a new filmmaker just trying to like throw all of their life savings into producing something like that would have just fucking had to call it quits after no, that you know no
3: money um and that's why right. when you when you see a movie you know Fincher movie and it's got 85 product placements it's like that's that's how the movie got made <laughs> like yeah, i don't like yeah. it I'm sure that, you know, the directors don't like it. Right. It's, They're not like, oh, I'm super stoked to be
2: advertising fucking Pepsi right. in the background of this but, super dramatic shot. But like, whatever. I when mean.
3: you go and pitch the, the, the you know, the thing to the studio and you say, well, I need $85 million. And they'll go, OK, we'll give you 60. Go get the rest from fucking Nike. <laughs> it's right. like, all right, there you go. Um, you know, speaking um, of film stars, though, I, I saw this tweet. This is from an account called Anna de Armas updates. So just a just a uh, <laughs> I saw this fan account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently, so this is, this is the just the news alone is is hilarious that Anna de Armas uh, unfollowed Gal Gadot on on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Which you know, when famous people unfollow each other, that's like a big. Ooh, oh yeah, you know? that's a big. Because you know they're like they're all in the same club, so to even do something as like simple as unfollowing somebody is like a huge <laughs> fucking slight.
2: But my, my favorite and this is very related to what we're talking about my favorite like fan account tweet of all time is um there's like a super like popular taylor swift twitter like twitter fan account like taylor, yeah. taylor swift updates and like i guess she had gone dark for like six months or whatever um and people were, t- were tweeting like where have you been because she started tweeting again and her response was just i refuse to join the idf lol <laughs> so it was some girl in israel that like refused to fucking join the oh IDF. so they
3: she had to serve jail time for yeah yeah she literally was in jail for six train. months wow that's fucking awesome i mean it's yeah. awful that it happened to her but that's no but good. but
2: it's just funny like it just reminded me of jules talking about how like most of taylor Swift fans are like leftists that hate her liberal bullshit that are
3: always right left. right yeah the kami um but uh yeah so so, this tweet from this Anna DiArmas updates account, uh, and, and I, I think, you know, whatever you want to say about Gal Godot, uh, her politics, she's a terrible fucking actor. <laughs> I was
2: going to say, yeah, I can't say I anything about I just want to, nice just want to
3: start, start right there that she refused to work with a vocal coach to have any kind of accent other than just her native accent. I shouldn't even say native because fuck Israel. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Right. Native in quotations accent. Right. So everyone else, like all the other actresses, actors, women actors playing the Amazonians and Wonder Woman had to, you know, come up with some kind of just like vague Mediterranean Hybrid. accent. yeah. So it, because it's like, that's the opposite of acting. If everyone else has to, has to change their acting to suit you, you're not right. an actor, <laughs> right? No.
2: And and, and anyone I, that's actually watched a film that she's in will also tell you that she's not an actor because she's fucking
3: right. atrocious. And Anna de Armas... I have loved her in every single performance I've seen. She is, I mean, nine, look blade runner, 2049. Um, I don't know if you watched the, the Marilyn Monroe movie she was in. We talked about no. it. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it. It's three hours long. We talked about how problematic the film is because it makes up a bunch of shit that never happened. Mm, and I don't yeah. know why you would need to. And, and the writer and director apparently hates Marilyn Monroe and was trying to kind of like say, she got what she deserved with the film, which I didn't like that about it either. No. Because you know whatever Hollywood killed her basically, but yeah. Anna De Armas' performance in the film is flooring. Is fucking phenomenal. I was I was just like you know, <laughs> too close to crying in several scenes, even though I knew right. that they were complete bullshit. It's hard not to, you know. So the the, the tweet from Anna De Armas updates says, Academy Award nominee and movie star, Anna Armas has unfollowed former IDF soldier and attempted actress Gal Gadot on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. That's that so is good. fucking hilarious. And it's currently up to like 22,000 retweets. And it's a picture of her in her fucking IDF uniform. <laughs> just, it's just... like the, the most unflattering picture of yes. Gal Gadot. Uh, she's like laying on the ground with like a basketball hoop behind her and she's... It's just like, like apparently, at one point, she thought that hey, this would be a great picture. And of course, the picture of Anna Diarmas is like the most amazing, lovely picture you could possibly find of her. So, apparently she's,
2: was, she's Cuban, which which it will probably explain that why she actually has good politics.
3: I, I, I don't know. She's, she's part Cuban. Cuban, she's Cuban Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the this I just took a screenshot of this yesterday when it was only at like 11,000 retweets. And I posted just the screenshot of the tweet with the words attempted actress highlighted on our Facebook page, Move Left Idiots Facebook page. Um, and I didn't even like like share it to a group from our page or anything. I just posted and left it. Just the screenshot of this tweet on our Facebook page has four point three thousand reactions to it and one point seven thousand comments. <laughs> 1.7 thousand comments just on our screenshot of a tweet that's probably got tens of thousands more <laughs> because <laughs> apparently, you know, it's like, and here's the thing. There's, there's so many amazing, incredibly talented Jewish actors, but they, the, I mean, we're getting swarmed by Zionists on our page right now. We're getting swarmed yeah. by Zionists and still most of the comments and the reactions are, are, you know, completely agree (laughs) that anna's a great actress and gals not uh and her politics suck she just did like some 47 minute long propaganda video and she's she's literally
2: doing screens in new york and la of of a fucking 47 minute video put together by the idf of the hamas attack it's literally like a fucking it's like what what would even possess like that's like hey why don't you come to my fucking special screening of 9 11 fucking news coverage you know why don't you come watch the towers fuck like what? What kind of a psycho would want to put this onto like, uh, like into like a premiere type, you know, environment? Uh, other than people obviously trying to.
3: Well, it's I mean, just it's it's there's it's, a deliberate,
2: you know, with, with so many
3: talented Jewish actors, why would you pretend that Gal Gadot is a good actor <laughs> just because she supports a part that in genocide? Well, that's
2: I mean, you know, again, <laughs> it's, the, like, it's the that special de- department of the military that works with film. I'm sure is very uh persistent about getting her booked in, in roles with, with you know that she clearly has no business
3: oh, yeah. uh, being in well i mean I, I feel like she's found her niche though that like i don't think there's gonna be another wonder woman movie after that last one <laughs> oh jesus and no, i fucking hope not um
2: yeah no and i, I the, the one the one nice thing about them yet again trying to revive the fucking Decrepit corpse of uh, DC Entertainment is that they're gonna probably have to recast her because they're recasting everybody for the next uh, round of uh, of uh, DC movies. But uh, Ugh, I don't know. I, I
3: I watched a review of uh, the Marvels today, and yeah, I heard that was uh, atrocious.
2: It looked. I mean, it it, it they're they they're so fucking washed. Like it's just you know, it, it's, it's just well, let it go. At this this point. was this
3: was from a YouTuber whose income depends on. Pumping well, I'm up potential properties. Be super
2: into fucking, yeah, every right. garbage thing. Right. That they and he was just out. like,
3: he was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. This is just, there's, <laughs> what there's, is my life? <laughs> he, he was like, look, there's, there's a serious problem at the top here. And it it like, if Kevin Feige isn't aware of it, he's just complicit with it because I've never is,
2: seen somebody more through going through the motions <clears> than, than, than the people putting these movies together. Like, it's just the trailer alone is just like so. I, like what the fuck like I, you you spent so much money on this fucking garbage that i could you know fart out in a fucking you know in a in an evening like if you asked me to like put this script together so based on your past fucking you know when movies. they when they
3: first tested it with audiences reportedly the audience test score was a 34% favorability rating so they went back and they did like 8 weeks of reshoots
2: which is always a great sign. Cobbled
3: it, cobbled it together, and tested it again, and it got a twenty seven percent audience score. So oh it, it's it, they made it even worse. It's just it's like who who was this movie for? It was for Kathleen Kennedy. That that's who it's for. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean it's it's An not audience that these, of one. It's not that these characters couldn't be interesting. It's just they're not because they're it, it's just it's like hey, you made terrible casting choices. Well, you you well, uninspired this, this is what writing. Happens. I know that so many movies go into production without being finished. Like I mentioned Mad Max Fury Road, oh, they did that, right? But it it's like at the core he knew what the movie was going to be. He knew what the characters were. You know, he knew how they were going to interact and really it was just like, well, how does how does it start off and how does it end? Like what's what's they the You don't
2: know how to make fucking blockbusters and it it's it just and P, and this is and again, this, what I'm about to cite is not like an Oscar, uh, you know, Academy Award winning film or anything, but you look at like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and it, it's funny because it's made the rounds because of how good the CGI is in those movies from like 15 years ago at this point. Cause you know, they actually used to kind of, they took their time, give a shit and like <laughs> let their animators fucking, you know, and, but, um, but those movies, like those, the second two movies, like I think both started filming without finished scripts. And again, they're not, you know, again, they're not going to win any Academy Awards, but they're really fucking fun, enjoyable, you know, well put together movies. and, you know, you just don't get that kind of devotion to, to quality anymore, to, to pop movie quality anymore. Um, it's just, there's no fucking quality control. It's just fucking mindless garbage that they churn out. I, I, yeah, I it's, it's, it's just it's so just... dispiriting if you're into those things, which I well, used to be, but.
3: And what this guy said was that, you know, because so many people criticize that, um, no, oh, what's her name? Plays Captain Marvel, uh, Brie, Bree Bree Larson, Larson. Yeah. because her performance was so wooden, in the first film that it felt like there was like four different directors telling her to, you know, convey like over animated, like extremely like overact everything and like pump way too much emotion into every moment where it just feels like she's, you know, like four different characters at once and none of them are, are endearing. (laughs) So, and this is a guy who I've watched for, for years, this YouTuber and he's, you know, he's always just, He's not as bad as uh, new rock stars, but he he's always just trying to be as optimistic as possible. Right, because um, right, like he, you said, their
2: income literally depends on people who like these things watching their channel and giving them views right. and watching their ads.
3: And 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 unless he's going to switch to just like doing nothing but shitting on stuff, he's not going to, you know, completely get a whole <laughs> new audience. Um, But yeah, anyway, it's it's just, it's uh, it's... It's great that so many people... And I even went back to the original tweet from this, Anna Dearmas updates. And no matter what, you're going to see blue checks at the top of everything. Right. Yep. Cause that's just Elon decided that if you pay him eight bucks a month, your tweets going to get b- bumped up. Uh, by the way, I mean, d- just the fact that anyone would pay to eight bucks for Twitter, cause I know that it's almost all right wingers, but uh, apparently there's a few good people out there yep. uh, who do. So, but like, why are you spending $8 a month on a free website? When there's homeless people who need food, like you could be giving that money to a food bank every month instead of giving it to the richest man on earth
2: and for nothing in return. Like, what are you getting a value? Like,
3: like I just, I, I can't fathom it either. I don't know. People, people see my tweets where before they didn't. Right. <laughs> like Which, d- say you know. interesting things and you'll do that naturally. Okay, <laughs> right. Morons. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, so almost all of the, I scroll down uh, several page links uh, below this actual original tweet. Nothing but blue checks, but like all of them were good takes. They were all based. Right. Uh, they were they were all just like, you know, qu- quoting the attempted actress part <laughs> as being the funniest <laughs> part of it like like I did. But Yeah, no, that's great. Um, but, but you know yeah. what's not great? <laughs> sorry. There's a lot we, that's not we, great. Uh. We both tried to segue at the same time. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> There's so many different horrible things that are attached to this story that we have to get to. Um, we, we should talk about, we, one of the, the bigger disappointments, I think in the last, you know, 10 years in politics. And I, and I, and I, and this is not like an overnight thing. This is not like, oh, I feel so betrayed. Um, obviously I think it's been going in this direction, but I, I am way beyond at the point of making excuses for this person. And I think that, you know, people on the, actually on the left would be wise to stop, uh, trying to, uh, so Bernie Sanders, uh, notably not a fan Uh, of a ceasefire which again ceasefire uh, to me is not even a that's like a non-start like not even being for a ceasefire is such a what the fuck is wrong with you level thing like that's not even remotely sad a ceasefire wouldn't even be remotely satisfying like an actual solution is is the obvious like goal or should be the obvious goal of any leftist here but a ceasefire is like yeah of course that's the immediate fucking thing that should happen and anyone that doesn't
3: support that uh, should never be trusted again. Um, oh, it's, I mean, it's just, it's 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 like what Fetterman said, you know, that, <laughs> well, that they should... Piece of shit. He's... Pardon me, he's also opposed to a ceasefire because he believes that Israel should be able... they Israel should be able to do what they deserve to do, is what he said. Right. So he, is, be, he believes in revenge. In the world. Right. He believes that, you know, tens of thousands of more people should die as revenge for a military failure on the part of Israel.
2: Hey, turns out that big fucking mook who couldn't string two
3: sentences together. Not the smartest guy in the world. Uh, you
2: know, well, he knows well, who
3: pays for his campaign. He's smart enough for that. Yeah,
2: no, I know it, you know, obviously when he, when it's him versus Dr. Oz, you can see the appeal, but, uh, that's, that's kind of uh, where the appeal that begins and ends. Uh, so yeah, we, we have a clip of Bernie, um, on CNN, uh, this week, because obviously, uh, a lot of people, including prominent members of his party, um, one of whom we're going to highlight um, shortly, uh, are, are calling for a ceasefire, which is, again, the bare minimum thing you do if you are a fucking decent human being um, when you see the number of uh, children that the fucking IDF has murdered uh, in the last month. Uh, so here's, here's Bernie responding to that question.
0: I, I want to just clarify one thing, Senator, if I might. You support a humanitarian pause in Gaza some of your fellow progressives say that there should be a full-on ceasefire, which would require an agreement on both sides to halt the fighting. Do you support a ceasefire? And if not, why not? Well, I don't know how you can have a ceasefire, permanent ceasefire, with an organization like Hamas, which is dedicated to turmoil and chaos and destroying the state of Israel. And I think what the Arab countries in the region understand, the Hamas has got to go. So.
3: Was that the end of the clip?
2: Yeah, yeah, the clip cuts off there. But you, you it,
3: notice it, that Bernie's also thrown a little bit of, a little bit of. Yeah, extra, there, there,
2: there was some like, "Hey guys, you know, you hate me, but you
3: know." Thrown <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of extra Yiddish into the Hamas.
2: It, right, it's, it's like, just just, just to make it
3: clear who, who side he's on on this one. Like what are you um, doing, man? What like, the fuck what is the... a humanitarian pause? What the fuck does we're, that hey, even gonna, mean? A uh,
2: humanitarian pause. We're going to temporarily stop murdering babies so that some uh aid can get in so that we can continue our so bombardment we're, of We're going to send in babies. some water
3: trucks and then we'll bomb the water trucks. Did you see that that they bombed water trucks?
2: Yeah. Well, and also and and the, the, the great thing is this, you know, the, the fucking the new excuse that all the fucking Democrats are inclu- you know also buying into is this whole Oh, well we can't stop until they release every single hostage. Uh, Israel just killed about 60 fucking hostages by 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 most estimates, they killed 60 of the Israeli hostages, quote unquote, uh, that Hamas was keeping in uh, in their custody uh, because they are literally bombing uh, refugee sites like they intentionally bombing areas where people are uh, holed up because they have nowhere else to go because Israel bombed uh, the first place that they were hiding, you know, a.k.a. their house or their home.
3: Right. And as we talked about this, there's thousands of uh, Palestinians being held without trial in Israel. We went over the in detail I we went over the uh, the sort of the details of the Israeli military courts, which all Palestinians are charged and prosecuted under or, you know, uh, repeatedly literally held without justice charge system. Yep yeah yeah not even two tiers just like a completely different <laughs> just just two different systems all together. yeah
2: and, and 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 again it's just like you know you, you see these fucking virtue signaling pieces of shit like john fetterman who's posting up these these, these fucking these like wanted ads like the, the you know these missing posters in his office he's like these aren't coming down till all the hostages are or return like yeah really did you go off and like you know rip down the ones that israel fucking murdered with the, their bombardment of uh, the refugee camps in, in, in Palestine. I don't right. think if he really went through and did that.
3: He, he doesn't care about Palestinian hostages in Israel, even though there's 30 times as many. No, but
2: they, but Israel <laughs> uh, killed their own fucking six uh, by most. estimates oh, yeah. no, sixty I, Israelis. I you know who were hostage held hostage by the palestinians it, it just
3: goes like, into their their narrative about human shields that you know any any civilian who dies it's because which, there was there was a, a sneaky hamas guy who was hiding in the basements so we had to level the entire block which, like, which how did I, you know how do you know that how do you which know again is such where, a where terrible there, argument where is their intelligence coming from that they knew that there was a hamas person hiding in the basement of one particular <laughs> building
2: no it's like, the ultimate like trust me bro kind of thing but Uh, I mean, a lot of people have pointed this out and it never really even occurred to me because I always just, you know, I know they're bullshitting, but even if they were telling the truth, um, what, that's a terrible reason to kill somebody. I mean, what, if you, like, if your loved one was, was being held by a gunman and, and, you know, the cop's solution was to shoot both of them, like shoot through the fucking, uh, you know, the human shield to kill the, uh, the guy threatening to kill the human shield. Um, Would you be satisfied with that resolution? Is the resolution to human shields to kill the human shields and the, the attackers, or is it to, you know, attempt to negotiate with these people who are doing something that you disagree with? Like it's a preposterous thing to even use as an excuse for, for, for killing them. Um, But again, these people are just fucking inhuman. They have no concern for, 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 for human lives. Uh, They just want to, uh, well, they, this, this they would argue
3: they do, but that the the lives they're taking are the lives of animals.
0: Right, right. They've not, literally not humans. Said, said as much.
3: It's, I mean, it's, it's like the famous quote from Golda Meir, right? I mean, this is, this is just like the the monstrosity of the thought process that comes to this. She, she famously said, when peace comes, we will perhaps in time be able to forgive the Arabs for killing our sons, but it will be harder for us to forgive them for having forced us to kill their sons. So wow. every child they kill, that's not their fault. That's the fault of Hamas. And they Hamas forced Israel to kill 5,000 children. You see? You see how that works? You see how yeah. they're not responsible for anything they do? That it's always somebody else's fault? Um, that's called psychopathy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that would be an accurate way to
3: uh, to to describe that. I, I would say, I didn't um, I didn't kill those women. Joey Foster's dog made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so,
2: uh, a couple more clips we wanted to play. So there's there, there's this one clip of the of the journalist uh, Sam Husseini. Uh, I believe this is at a State Department briefing. It, it's at some, one of these bullshit briefings where they're just clearly yeah. lying about. This,
3: this is the guy that called out the State Department for what they said about um, not supporting coups in Latin America, I believe. Is this yeah, the Same guy. Yeah. It is I, the same I believe
2: guy. it's the same guy. I believe it is. The, he does. He did sound and look familiar. Um, so this is him. Uh, it's amazing he still gets invited to these things. I'm glad he does, but I guess there's. <laughs> uh some element of like they kind of really can't do too much to stop it uh he's
3: got he's got too much sonority <laughs> right right
1: risk facing criminal and civil liabilities for aiding and abetting genocide war crimes and crimes against humanity under international law and may face investigation and prosecution the members of the state department face similar possibility again uh so- craig mokhyper who just resigned as director of the new york office of the un high commissioner for human rights noted that intent, usually the hardest part of genocide to prove, isn't in this case. He wrote in his resignation letter, quote, explicit statements of intent by leaders in the Israeli government and military leave no room for doubt or debate. You claim that uh, you want Israel to make the distinction, but you don't seem to be making the the, the distinction. If I I might, I didn't interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you. The Center for Constitutional Rights just put out a statement, legal organizations put members of Congress on notice for complicity on genocide. Quote, please take note, this is a letter that they sent to members of Congress, Center for Constitutional Rights, please take notice that should you vote in favor of that package, the Biden package for Israel, you risk facing criminal and civil liabilities for aiding and abetting genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity under international law and may face investigation and prosecution. The members of the State Department face similar possibility Again,
2: uh, Sam, as I said, we have uh, – the U.S. Government has a, a rigorous we process have. in place for evaluating whether something constitutes uh,
1: genocide, and we have not made that assessment in But this you case. continue to I'm pretend gonna, I, that they're bombing taken... of hospital after hospital, bakery after bakery, uh, university after university, and somehow you keep pretending that, oh, they're just after military I, people. I, I,
2: that guy's just so shook he's got no fucking response I, he was never in a million years expecting a question of that nature um which which is great great on that guy's part to ask that
3: i, I, I love that he's so young too that he can't you know help doing the, the, ah, the
2: right the stammering he can't
3: help doing like the the you know inflection up at the end of the sentence you know <laughs> kind of thing like are you right. the, like not even like a professionally trained public speaker no no nope. no it's just whoever we can get to fucking chill for us let's let's get the intern we'll pay him a little bit more um yeah so we uh we had one more clip um and yeah this is this is Rashida Tlaib who has been uh censured yeah
2: so so she house. was officially censured by by the the fucking cowards that she works with uh, including 22 Democrats, so you know, you know, just great and great company. That fucking party, um, which, which you know, we, we were talking about before we went on air. You were, you weren't quite aware of this, this term, but it's like a. a
3: I mean I know what it means but like I don't know in, what it means in, in context right, right. in the context of like what it means for it. like is she stripped of being able to talk on the floor no, or, like it's, I didn't know exactly you know what it implies as far as the actual uh, cuz they don't do it too it. often that's the thing
2: Is like it's one of those weird they they just pull out when they really need to so it's basically like an official rebuke it's it's just an official scolding within the you know the halls of congress uh, it's a fucking preposterous thing in the first place and for them to use it uh, in this capacity, because Rashida had the temerity to use the phrase, uh, from river to the sea, from the river to the sea, which is a, uh, I'm sure at this point, decades old, very common, uh, protest, you know, expression, protest chant, whatever you want to call it. Um, talking about how, you know, one day Palestine will be free from this occupation, um, from the river to the sea. Uh, she was censured for that because that's, uh, I guess, considered hate speech to them because like it's, you know, pointing out the reality of the fact that their land was fucking stolen from them uh, within. And this is know, very recent their lifetimes.
3: This is very recent that there's been this huge media push to try to imply that saying from the river to the sea means calling for the extermination of Jews. Right. right. That this, is, preposterous this is anti-Semitic. It's never, you
2: know, never occurred it's, to it's anybody. It's never meant that.
3: And you have groups like the ADL that are not just complicit with this, but are actively creating this narrative. They are creating this narrative. So I wanted to read this before we play the Rashida Tlaib clip, but um, very recently (laughs) they changed their website um, to, to reflect this new, you know, psychopathic genocide. They're trying to promote. Um, This is from a, a guy. Uh, Abu Ayub, Ayub, Um he tweeted out only recently. Have organizations such as the ADL took the position that "from the river to the sea" is an anti-Semitic slogan on May sec or May third, two thousand twenty-two. The ADL website referred to the slogan as quote a slogan commonly featured in pro-Palestinian campaigns and chanted at demonstrations. Nowhere in the two thousand twenty-two description is there mention of anti-Semitism. Screenshots provided, and so I'll just read you real quick what it what it what it used to say. On ADL.com. Demanding justice for Palestinians or calling for a Palestinian state should not also mean negating Israel's existence. The chant can not be understood as a call for a Palestinian state extending from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, territory that includes the state of Israel, uh, implying the dismantling of the Jewish state. Indeed, the rallying cry has long been used as uh, anti by the anti-Israeli terrorist organizations such as Hamas, and the PFLP, which seek Israel's destruction through violent means. But it's not saying that, you know, saying it at all is anti-Semitic. It's just saying that, like, well, we know that our enemies have said this. Um, as of, let's see, uh, on October 26, 2023, the position on the website was changed to include it. Uh, it is an anti-Semitic slogan. <laughs> so let's see. It says now. Yeah, so basically they, they changed it around. They now consider it to be anti-Semitic to to say this, exactly at the time that they're trying to silence people like Rashida Tlaib, uh, who have used this has used the slogan uh, that I've been using for years and years and years. That I know that people have been using for years and years and years. Right, and right. you know it's 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 also it also just like fundamentally like when you when you understand that the UN just chopped Palestine in half and said, well, half of it belongs to Jews and you're not allowed to be here anymore. So they're allowed to round you up and herd you out at gunpoint. Like that, that that's, that's horrifying. That's what the knockball was. Right. And, and if you had been forcibly, you know, at gunpoint forced out of your home and, you know, forced to go live in a, a refugee camp, which all of Gaza basically was created as a refugee camp for all the people that were forced out of, out of old Palestine, um, be kind of a sore spot, right? You might have a rallying cry about wanting to return to your home, right?
2: Yeah, you would think so. Um, and, and so let's play this audio of Rashida uh, Talib, who is, I believe, the only uh, or certainly the first uh, Palestinian-American woman to serve in the, Congress, in the U.S. Congress.
3: First and only.
2: Um, I, yeah, okay, first and only. Uh, so yeah, let, let's hear what she had to say.
0: I can't believe I have to say this. But Palestinian people are not disposable. Did
3: they lose it?
2: No, she's breathing. She has to pause her, catch her, compose herself.
0: We are human beings, just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith, no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and, ch- Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Why? What I don't understand is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all. of Michigan Democrats support a ceasefire. So you can try to censor me, but you can't silence their voices. I urge my colleagues to join with the majority of Americans and support a ceasefire now to save as many lives as possible. President Biden must listen to and represent all of us, not just some of us. I urge the president to have the courage to call for a ceasefire and the end of killings.
3: Yeah. Well, wow, we yeah. gotta make sure she's not allowed to speak out. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we,
2: we need to make sure she's uh, officially rebuked. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, again, we're the only person with a fucking spine in that disgusting fucking cesspool of a of a of a governing body.
3: Well, um, and, and originally it was it was like all Republicans and no Democrats were, were calling to censure her. And right. then twenty Democrats joined the Republicans. They pack caucus of the Democrats were like, right.
2: "Oh, hey, this is a great idea. Let's uh, let's let's throw so one of our colleagues into the once bus." Once again,
3: once again, showing their true colors. Who do they stand with? The GOP. Yep. Not and not, whoever fucking not the plays them. not the anti genocide wing of the Democratic Party, but the pro genocide wing. <laughs> to definitely. be
2: fair, the anti genocide wing of the Democratic Party, you need a fucking magnifying glass to find them. Um, but yeah, it, it's just. It, yeah you know again i give her a lot of credit because i'm sure that's not easy going to a place where 433 people think you're fucking you know garbage basically in terms yeah. of the way they treat you well um, she knows
3: she knows her district and she knows like she she cited that that statistic you know 71 percent of michigan voters supports uh, right which which is great for which her. is also like yeah she's saying like hey uh y- you might want to be worried about the swing state you're about to lose in the next election <laughs> yes
2: Yes, and and that just, was very much a, a, to Biden, like, a, "Hey, you fucking dumbass! Like, you will literally lose the election without Michigan, because uh, we already lost Pennsylvania." You know, and, and which I'm sure she was kind of implying that. Um, it, yeah, it, it's just it, it's it's a fucking disgusting situation. But I, I expect no less from the Democrats. Yeah, uh, and, and so I, I had that. one
3: little, one more little bit about the um, that phrase from the river to the sea. Yeah. Right. That, that everyone's like pretending is now problematic, you know, mm-hmm. that it's that somehow um, so some some random guy uh, on Twitter, surprisingly not a blue check uh, named uh, James Ball, James Ball, who's a white guy, white middle aged man, went on a little rant about why he doesn't think that Palestinians who largely are not white shouldn't be allowed to use that phrase right because it makes Jews uncomfortable or at least makes him uncomfortable <laughs> yes and somebody was explaining to him I don't have the exact tweets that they have he was just basically saying like oh, this is this awful this is terrorist thing somebody was you know, like like thoughtfully explained to him you know what it actually means right and none of it sunk in he just replied pick period another period phrase period <laughs> and uh so somebody quote tweeted him and they quoted uh, the slogan of the Pan Africanist Congress of South Africa. Their slogan was "One settler, one bullet."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's such a better phrase. Can we
3: start chanting that? Instead? <laughs> I, you know, and I, I said this. I tweeted this last uh, night because I was I was just angry about shit, and I was like there there's like saying from the river to the sea is like the nicest thing we could yes, possibly 100%, say the democrats i have heard of, like a protest chant i have heard so i mean we could go way harder right yeah. like i it probably should I, i've been in the streets cha- along with hundreds of other people chanting every cop in the ground rest in power michael brown yeah like yeah. we can make this a lot tougher for you if yeah. that makes yeah. you uncomfortable
2: right i know it's just yeah yeah <laughs> that's a great that's a great phrase though man I didn't know that, that yeah well all right um i so I think we're done with the israel talk uh I yeah, had just couple had a little a things. couple yeah, yeah yeah maybe save some of them for next week because I did want to mention to everybody about the hosting thing um
3: yeah well we'll get to the very end uh I just have a, just a couple real quick headlines one of them I don't even have any text I just have the headlines um we want to give a shout out to Ohio. Ohio just. Yes. Uh, amended their constitution to make abortion a constitutional right. State of Ohio, uh, who voted for Trump in the last election, uh, they they decided by a double digit margin that um, yeah, yeah, women should be able to pro choice <laughs> a baby out of them. <laughs> to be
2: able to uh, and, be and control their own bodies. Amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah, amazing how that how that works. Um, and in fact, the, the they had a uh. Uh, State Senator J.D. Vance, Republican Ohio, says his oh, state's God. vote Tuesday to enshrine abortion rights was "quote a punch in the gut." <laughs> like you can punch yourself in the face too. You don't have to stop. It took me the a gut. second. I was like,
2: oh yeah, yeah, no, you know, um, yeah. No, we actually no. don't have to do that anymore. You know, no thanks to you, fucking psychos. No, no need right. for punching right. in the gut. You can just do it the, uh, um,
3: the medical way. Ohio also these were the big two measures, uh, measure one and measure two. They also just legalized recreational marijuana, awesome. in the state of Ohio, and that also won by double digits. So yeah, it's like, so
2: funny. It's so like not taboo anymore that it's like legal in my state, and I still haven't gone and gotten it. It's just like not even a thing that's oh. been like you know.
3: It's it's so funny because it's like we, when when I was a kid, I w- we were told you know in, in elementary school with the dare program that marijuana and heroin were equally as dangerous. You know, and that you, know, you smoke weed, and then the next week you're to be shooting up. You know, and it's just once you realize that's a whole bunch of bullshit, you're like, well, what else is bullshit? Right. <laughs> so, right, right. I, I think this, you know, the, the the propaganda doesn't work anymore, obviously. No. But the the other the anti- weed side, they were running all kinds of ridiculous shit, saying that like, well, this this law would allow uh, dispensaries to sell gummies to kids to children. It's like, no, the law specifically says that it's recreational only for people 21 years of age and older. Just like alcohol, (laughs) although I I would say it should be 18, because if you can, you know, if you can vote, fight in a war, uh, serve on a jury, you should be able to have a fucking drink, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. you're a legal
3: adult, you're a legal adult right and, yep. and i'm sure those some people will be like well of course my 14 year old son can own a firearm that's, that's <laughs> right that, he's a, yeah, he's no, already this, a grown man at 14 this is not an invitation to creep
2: in that direction for these
3: other things <laughs>
2: yes. no no uh, uh so
3: another another that was that was really all i had to say was you know good job oh yeah oh yeah. yeah great job i'm sure they ran really great campaigns and i had to do like a lot of fucking door knocking on that one yeah um this this is a funny one headline here um the new headache for bosses, employees aren't quitting. <laughs> <laughs> they're not no, they're not no, quiet quitting and they're not regular quitting anymore. Nobody just... wants to stop working anymore. <laughs> like what what the fuck? Whoa, just man. last year companies were scrambling to keep staff. Now they say not enough people are leaving their jobs. Like, why would that I'm be real. a problem? That's not only a problem when you have worked out the profitability. Of having a high turnover because Anything, yeah. you would rather keep training people and paying them low wages than retain people that are good at their job that you have to pay more to keep them on because they're just there longer. Right. Which is that so is
2: stupid because it's such a sunken cost. Like the cost of training somebody from scratch isn't like the, I, I think somebody like it, like somebody estimated it's like five grand just to train somebody. Like, so you're telling me that person's it's not worth paying someone else five grand more than you're going to be paying that person that you're hiring no. on at that.
3: No, because they might stick insane. around for they might stick around too long and not quit.
2: <laughs> right. And then like be good and actually ask for raises. This is,
3: this is why call center you call you call any call center. You're going to be talking to somebody who the, the average call center employee has worked in that job for less than two months. That's why they don't know how to fucking help you is because they have no experience. Right. So you could have people that have worked there for years. And you just pay him a living wage, but no, no, we'd rather have a a nonstop carousel of people coming in who don't know how to help you, and it takes an hour and a half to do like the simplest fucking thing over the phone. This that's like every single time I have to call Comcast, I know it's going to be an hour and a half long call. Yep, no, half gonna, the time it's I'm on so hold,
2: sucking right.
3: Yeah, and half the time you'll we'll be on hold because they have to check <sighs> with their supervisor, and the supervisor's you know on on a call with eight other. <laughs> brand new employees that are waiting right. for an answer about a question. They could Panics, look up in their system. Right. But they don't know how to figure it out. And I, and I know this cause I've worked in fucking call centers. I've worked right. in so many call centers. I know exactly how this shit works. I've only worked in one good one. And that was for the fucking state department and passport services. They did not have that kind of turnover. They were all about trying to keep people on as long as possible. In fact, they were all very sad when I left. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, <sighs> just, just hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then, one last bit of good news. This headline: as I was browsing through Yahoo News today, four Los Angeles sheriff's officials found dead in apparent separate suicides. <laughs> 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 Which, again, is like, w- w- were they really suicides, or did they talk to internal affairs about a? a did they talk to case? IA?
2: Was this like a, a some sort of like an internal fucking like? Was did they have feud with another fucking? You know, L.A. Sheriff's Department gang, like, who knows what the fucking, I'm sure yeah. there was yeah, some nefarious but- fucking cause behind this that will not get investigated.
3: So this was one retired officer and three active duty officers, all committed suicide, allegedly, within 24 hours of each other.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, that's, that, that seems <laughs> likely. That's, I mean, um, that's like some LA confidential kind of shit right there. <laughs> that's like, I would
2: love to know what the actual story is because I'm sure it's fascinating, but that's, uh,
3: you know, just you'll see it in like three years on Netflix. So yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Some badly produced Netflix, true crime doc. All right. So, um, yeah. So, what I mentioned, what I was mentioning before, um, we're probably going to be moving our hosting soon. So, you know, it, it will. Podcast will still be the same. Uh, it probably will not be on SoundCloud because uh, they're absurd with what they charge. It's like twenty dollars a month just to host our old episodes. So it's getting to be like I can't fucking afford to keep hosting on this on this site that gives us no additional uh, benefits. So I'm gonna make sure that we uh, send out like updates, you know, via Twitter and Facebook when we do find a new hosting platform. Uh, we're looking at a couple, um, but. You know it supposedly one of the platforms we're looking at informs people of the switch. I'm not sure how that technology would work. so I would say to be safe uh, next week you you should check on uh, our Twitters uh, or on our Facebook. so like our my Twitters at move underscore left. Uh, you'll tweet it out from yours too, and we'll tweet it from like the main, uh, the main pod Twitter.
3: Yeah, and, and once we know what we're going to switch it to, uh, presuming we do go ahead with it, we'll announce it like up at the very beginning of the episode and at the end, just in case you know some of you it, who. It,
2: but it is possible it'll be switched though before the next one because the t- t- I have to kind of test it to switch it. I have to switch it. to Sure, test it sure, rather, sure. So. Well, I'm
3: just saying like we'll announce it on like our last SoundCloud episode before we make the switch is what i'm trying to say in case there's people you know who i, I don't listen to
2: I, I can't t- that may not be the case i wouldn't I that wouldn't may not be the that. case no i think okay. it may be switched by the time the next episode comes out because i can't actually test whether or not that's going to work until i make gotcha. the switch so it's it's just a gotcha. technical but i but keep it everyone keep their eyes uh, you know open for that um should we we'll, try to try upload to communicate it? it out as best we can
3: should we try to upload the last episode for SoundCloud on SoundCloud and the other website, just to potentially, cover more bases? but I don't know if this
2: will like deactivate. That that's the thing is because it's moving the hosting. I'm not sure gotcha, gotcha. if it's going to just move the RSS feed. So actually, if you listen via RSS feed, where you like just da- like put that into like a, a third party app, like an Overcast, like that's what I used to listen to podcasts. I don't believe it'll be affected. I uh, don't quote me on that 100, but I believe it'll actually. Uh, still point to the same RSS feed. So let's uh, we'll we'll, we'll check in just, just if you don't see hear from us by next week, just check on our uh, socials. So we should have an episode next week. It's just,
3: if you're not hearing it, it's because we may have jumped ship from SoundCloud to some new adventure somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, One last thing, one last tiny thing. I have a correction to make about something I said on a previous episode about a month ago. Really, I mentioned, I mentioned the turn your key, sir, scene from the movie Spies Like Us. It is not from the movie Spies Like Us. It is the beginning scene of the movie War Games. I was oh. <laughs> totally fucking wrong. <laughs> to
2: I, be fair, that's in a million things, like the turn the key at the same... I mean, that specific, yes,
3: was in but War but the, Games. the but, line, but. and it's Michael Madsen that says the line. I I totally <laughs> forgot that that's him in the movie, because he like literally... Like, he. The whole point of the movie is like the, the two guys thought it was a real nuclear war they're about to start. One guy couldn't do it and one guy could. The guy that could pulls his gun out on the other guy and says, turn your key, sir. Right. And then it, the scene cuts. And it turns out it was an exercise. But they they were doing these exercises where they were trying to you know see what happened if they really thought it was real. And because the one guy didn't do it, turns out like most of them couldn't do it. So that's why they, they were like, hey, let's have the AI do it. And then Matthew Browder hacks it, doesn't realize it's you know a real thing, not a game, and then the world almost ends, right? That's the plot of the movie. But I thought that scene, the totally separate kind of you know, scene that starts off the movie, it's not really referenced again in the movie except for one little moment. Uh, I thought that, that was the opening scene to Spies Like Us which also is about nuclear weapons <laughs> but starring Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and came out like five years later but right. anyway the 80s was a hazy time I wanted to make that correction um, and War Games is on Netflix right now that's how. That's why I knew it because I watched <laughs> it and I was like oh shit is this the scene that I, that I just told our audience right. was from Spies Like Us so nice. I felt compelled to want to make the correction in case there was anybody out there that was like that guy doesn't know his 80s movies and he grew up in the 80s <laughs> I was wrong. Yes. And, 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 now, and now you're all aware of that. Uh, I'm sure the
2: one person that remembers that was super mad about you miss, <laughs> missing that is like, oh, thank God, he finally corrected
3: it. Before anyone leaves me an angry um, comment four weeks later,
2: <laughs> All right. just
3: know I checked myself.
2: Um, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, if you want to support the show, uh, follow us. <laughs> Not on SoundCloud anymore, probably. Uh, I- I'll-, I'll make sure we tweet out the links uh, in Facebook. Uh, post those. So follow us for now on our socials to find the link to the new podcast. I believe it should just update if you're in the art, if you have an RSS feed. Uh, but if not, just double check. Uh, Facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, Patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move
3: underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike slip. Yeah, we'll see you next week.